Welcome to Mint Dialogue, episode number 68. This interview is with a duo of Frenchmen based in Moscow, Maximilien Jacquet, CEO, along with Guillaume Leroy, Managing Director of eStore Agency. Maximilien and Guillaume are the co-founders of eStore Agency, helping e-retailers to grow online. If e-commerce is still in its infancy in Russia, the market is fascinating because it is vast and very different, and the growth opportunity is thus large. Come and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue. On a very, very blistering, hot, warm day in Moscow, I have the pleasure of meeting some people who run an agency called the eStore. Now, so I have with me the CEO and the managing director. So Maximilian and Guillaume, tell us who you are and what you do. Start with Maximilian. Hello, I work 10 years in the digital business industry, seven years in France, uh, already four years in Russia. I came... Uh, first to work in a web agency and after that built some leading project, digital project in Russia. And now I'm working with Guillaume on the Easter agency helping uh, e-retailer to grow online. Brilliant. All right, and Guillaume, tell us who you are. What, what brought you to Russia? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, since one year in Russia, uh, I've been ever in digital business, uh, uh, most of the time in France um, with a busy de- um, Business development problematics, mm-hmm. and after a short uh, short break in Brazil, uh, I was looking for a new challenging project, and here I came. One year in Russia and start so the uh, e-store agency, uh, uh, marketing uh, digital uh, agency Great. in Moscow. Here we are. So Guillaume, I'm going to start with you. Um, tell us about the creation of the company and uh, how it was for you to, as a French person, to create a company in Russia. So as you know, we, uh, we have started the the, um, the company with uh, Maximilian. Maximilian is half Russian. He was in Russia for five years. So, like I think, every country you need to uh, to get someone who is uh, already introduced, who has a network, mm-hmm. uh, who knows uh, how works the country. Uh, so the point was, it was a, a, a good partnership between us to to start. Sure. And uh, so we we have decided to start um, a company providing. Marketing for e-commerce companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, e-commerce in Russia is a, a, a big challenge uh, for two main reasons. Uh, the first one is uh, the size of the country. Russia is not a country; it's like a, a continent. It's uh, uh, so, of course, when you have to to uh, uh, to deliver uh, to deliver a product, most of the time the five last kilometers uh, are made by bicycle, maybe or, or this kind of stuff. So, of course, in winter you have to pro- pro- you have to to plan that the the the, uh, the box is uh, waterproof everything all these kind of uh, of problems uh, you need to uh, to plan when you make your uh, business plan when you want to start a uh, uh, e-commerce uh, business in Russia so here is the main point and the second point is uh, uh, the lack of marketing knowledge mm-hmm. uh, especially for for digital marketing which is quite recent in Russia um, so when we when we have seen this Two topics. We have decided to uh, to create like a, a company who could help brands and company to start their business in Russia. I see. 
All right. So when you when you started this business, the fact you had uh, Maximilian here who knows uh, people is important. What any any other or uh, sort of hints as to how to make it better when you're starting up a company? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs that want to start up the company. What what are some advice you might provide as if you're an, another entrepreneur in order to try and uh, approach the Russian market? Uh, I, so, so we talk about the agency with a. Uh, or the ADN. Uh, ADN is a... DNA. DNA, thank you. <laughs> uh, DNA is a... Uh, the first is the knowledge of the Russian market, of course. And uh, the second point is a uh, Western process or European process. Mm. Uh, I think uh, if you are used to work in Europe and uh, an Occidental country, uh, we have something to bring in Russia who, with learning to uh, to be uh, uh, to be uh, more efficient mm -hmm. in the in the work process, mm -hmm. and this is what we do with our clients. We really bring a, a, a strong process of uh, uh, project management. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, like a, a reporting a process, uh, uh, contact uh, available. We just say to our clients, we are available seven seven days. Uh, we have a, a hotline that I can call. Mm -hmm. and we, we need to, to bring this, uh, this kind of service uh, in this country. And anyway, I think in, when you start a business and you are a foreigner in a country, you need to put something else on the table. Right, because you're more expensive or you're providing naturally something that the other markets, you know, other people are providing, but you have to provide a value add. And Russian people, uh, they didn't wait us to start a business. And believe me, they know that some of them are very good and they, they are very professional. So you, you, you need to bring something else. And this is what we try to, to bring. This is specifically the, the uh, strong project management. All right, so let's just talk one second about e-commerce in Russia. It's a market that has the highest number of uh, internet surfers in Europe. Now it's overpassed Germany. It's uh, very clearly mobile friendly. You know, it's a burgeoning market, and yet e-commerce remains uh, underdeveloped. How do you approach that when you're talking to a client? You're providing the service to help them to, to drive their e-commerce, but yet today it's still not a, a reflex. I would say the size of the market in e-commerce is still remaining small. How do you help them, um, you know, accelerate the sales in e-commerce? Uh, the first point to, to uh, e-commerce in, uh, in Russia or everywhere in the world, uh, the first point is to, to get a good product. Right. Even you just don't need the e just to, to do some commerce. If you don't have a good product, don't try to sell it. Uh, right. So the first point is we, uh, uh, we try, if, you can, if we can, to, to talk with our clients about the offer. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the second point is uh, the way you display your offer. Mm -hmm. So uh, if we don't work on the website creation, we can do it. We have a, a Magento platform, mm -hmm. uh, modified and specially uh, customized for the Russian market. Uh, but we don't do systematically the website for our clients. But we can make some recommendation mm -hmm. about how to optimize the website mm -hmm. and how to display the product. So we try to work with them um, with uh, the, the first step before trying to get some clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, and after, once uh, we are okay with, uh, uh, with uh, the, the main requirements to, to, to do some business, uh, we build an uh, acquisition strategy with, uh, uh, depending, of course, of their offer and uh, the, the volume and demand. The way we work is we ask to them, what are your KPIs? Mm -hmm. 
the most important KPIs we work with is CPO, so the cost per, the cost per order. Mm -hmm. This is uh, the most important uh, KPIs in Russia because... We usually talk about CPA, you're talking CPO. Yeah, we talk of CPO um, because one of the main... Uh, Characteristic of the of the Russian market, and I think we we, we, we can talk about it uh, a long time. So this is you you just don't pay when you order. Mm -hmm. You order and you pay when you receive. And why is that? Because uh, historically, uh, uh, you are in Russia because of the size of the country, because of the uh, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. uh, when you order something you are not sure to be delivered. You are not sure to receive it. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, 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 a problem uh, um, in a bank, uh, bank security. Right. This is not the point. Right. It's just that you just pay when you have the product. Are you sure you have it? In yeah, case. exactly. Mm -hmm. And there is no way to change this, uh, this characteristic because this is such uh, an advantage when you are a consumer. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You just order and you pay when you receive. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why when we work with our clients, we work with uh, only in, with performance. So we try to, to define a, a good CPO for, for the acquisition campaign, mm -hmm. and we make all the job, all the uh, marketing plan we uh, um, we uh, we start is uh, in respect the the CPO we have decided before uh, together. I get it. All right. So we, we you know obviously in Russia we've got all the internet sites, we've got a lot of people on internet, and yet e-commerce is still small. When you go to a company that's saying, well, I want to now do e-commerce, uh, I assume a medium-sized company that is not obviously on e-commerce, how do you face that? Because they've got an e-commerce, they've got an internet site, and, and oftentimes the challenge is embedding e-commerce into their institutional site. So what, what is the kind of insights you might provide about how to help companies embed e-commerce into their normal in internet site? Uh, what do you mean exactly? Uh, All right, so what I'm looking at, if you have an e internet site, you now want to do e-commerce, but that's on a different platform that requires a different environment and different functionalities. Challenge is now embedding that into the regular .com or .ru site. Okay, I understand. So you mean they have already a website who is not right. who is not e-commerce website? Right. Look, it's like a catalog website or, or just a fancy brand site. Yeah. Uh, so the point is, of course, I think the best way to do some e-commerce is to uh, separate the way you talk of your brands, mm -hmm. the way you talk of the story of your company, mm -hmm. and the way you talk to some consumer who wants to buy some product, who wants to buy your product. Mm -hmm. I think this is not the same world. This is not the same uh, uh, the same uh, environment. Mm -hmm. So. Our recommendation is to split. Okay. You just you create a shop. In this shop, of course, you will reproduce your uh, your brand identity, uh, but the way is different mm -hmm. to welcome your users. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the first point to to create a dedicated website mm -hmm. to e-commerce. And the second point, I'm not sure that your first clients will be the people who are going on your website, I mean not the e-commerce website, mm -hmm. uh, the brand website. I'm not sure they are the first customers. Mm -hmm. um, we can work on it, but uh, I think the best way is just to, uh, uh, to, to, catch, uh, to catch a customer who are interested by your products and not by your brands. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, you mentioned um, 
you have so you, you can help companies creating their e-commerce site. You have a platform that allows them to you can create the e-commerce site for them, and then afterwards you advise them specifically in the marketing and the cost per and the acquisition of clients. Um, can you talk talk us through any clients you have and and what sort of uh, challenges and KPIs you've come across so that we understand a little bit better that that part of the business? Yeah, of course. Uh, so. In one year, we have already like uh, uh, eight brands with uh, with uh, whom we work. Okay. Uh, so, must thank you. Uh, it's not enough for us, but uh, sure. let's go ahead. Uh, we work from French brands most mm-hmm. of the time, like La Redoute, mm-hmm. uh, Auchan, uh, Caudalie, uh, with a cosmetic brand, uh, because of, we are French, so it's easier for uh, for us. And I think as well, it's uh, uh, it's uh, easier for French company to have a French uh, speaker and uh, the way to work is maybe uh, um, yeah exactly and we work as well for a Russian company uh, with one of the enemies Zapato mm-hmm. with a website uh, shoes website mm-hmm. and uh, a cashback program as well for these companies our job is really focused and uh, on client acquisition mm-hmm. as I told you uh, people uh, didn't uh, wait for us to do some uh, e-commerce in Russia. So when we go and see uh, uh, our prospect, most of them, they already, of course, make some acquisition program. So we have to be uh, uh, very strong in uh, what we can do for them. So the point is we put on the table a CPO. We say, okay, today your CPO is what? Maybe 1,000 rubles. Mm-hmm. We say, okay, we can challenge the CPO and we can work with 800 rubles. Mm-hmm. 20% saving. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we work with a, 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 we are not low cost company, of course, but uh, we come, we come with a stronger, uh, with a stronger um, promise. Sorry. Yeah, for, a promise. A promise. Yeah, a with a promise. strong promise performance. based on, on performance. And the point is we have created some tools, a tag management solution mm-hmm. and um, a track ad with like a, a BI uh, product who, is especially dedicated to follow performance and to control the traffic sources. Mm. So we have a, a strong promise with a, for decreasing CPO mm-hmm. and to give them some tools to control their activity. Great. Here is a point. All right. Well, thanks, Guillaume. So just now we were with Guillaume, we were talking about uh, customer acquisition in Russia for e-commerce sites. Tell us, Maximilian, what are the challenges with getting, uh, getting new customers for e-commerce sites in Russia? Uh, the main difficulty is to find a new canal of acquisition on efficient canals. Uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, marketing in Russia is starting, so we have a lack of, uh, of sources, of traffic sources. A lot of new business are growing and need uh, to use these uh, traffic sources, so the price are growing very quickly. So to find any efficiency is very difficult. So everybody searching around and nobody found a good way, a good traffic sources. Of course, there are some affiliation platforms. Usually, it's uh, 20% of Internet sales. They are existing in Russia, but many retailers uh, are afraid because of some uh, fake fake orders. Of course. But it's possible to find a way to to solve that. So finally, the main problem for all retailers is is to find new traffic sources and to find trust in these traffic sources. Oh, sure. All right, so um, when you look at the options you have for acquisition, uh, we have search, we have social. What are, what are the, how, would you, how would you try to articulate a strategy for a company that's trying to get more customers? 
Alors, the search in Russia uh, is separated in two ways. You've got Google.ru, 30% of the market, and you've got Yandex.ru, uh, or the, the main search engine in Russia, 70% of the market. The problem is you have to separate your strategy in two ways, so two times more work, because it's not possible to make the same thing in Google and in Yandex. And the efficiency is not here. Usually the CPU is very expensive. So you have two strategies, or a big volume with a big CPU, or a small volume with a, a correct CPU. About social media, well, it's not United States here. Uh, even in Europe, when you observe the, the, the figures in France, you've got only 4% of the Internet sales doing thanks to social media. So right. in Russia, it's no more than 1%. So I think you have a lot more of a lot of other problems to solve before starting to thinking about a social media strategy. You can use social media only for one thing is a referral program. Mm -hmm. You give your acquisition cost to some people, to people, recommending your website to other people, giving a discount, mm -hmm. and finally you give your acquisition, acquisition cost uh, to uh, your future customers. Right. So you're actually you're using social media more for the word of mouth component yes. almost. All right, let's talk about Yandex and Google because, as you said, Yandex has a much stronger market share, 70%. How, how on earth is it different in terms of uh, choice of words, keywords, and so on? Explain to us a little bit the nuance between how it's different one to the other. Yeah, Yandex doesn't work with uh, requests, uh, with more uh, queries, with more of than five words, I think. So uh, it's a problem because you can work on the long tail, mm -hmm. uh, what you usually, usually do with Google. And the second problem is difficult to, to find a way to put automatically in Yandex uh, a lot of keywords, so it's more a handmade work. Uh, it's not so easy. After that, the back office uh, of Yandex is simply catastrophic uh, oh, wow. from, from my point of view. It's difficult to find where are the statistics. It's difficult to get uh, deep statistics. You don't have the BI you can have with Google AdWords on Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. Of course, you've got Yandex Metrics, the BI of Yandex, but it's not so easy. Uh, and it's not a deep BI, so you can't make real marketing analysis. Also, Google, Yandex doesn't work really with uh, Google Analytics. So you don't have your keywords mm -hmm. appearing in Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. So you can have your efficiency for each keyword. Whereas Google will show you if it comes from Yandex. Yeah. That's interesting. And does Yandex have an English back office or is it all in Russian? No, it's in Russian. And it's, it's funny because in Google AdWords, you've got information in Rubble. In Yandex, you've got uh, the information in dollars. Yandex, enfin, EO, so it's a unity of uh, 30 rubles. It's mm -hmm. a Yandex dollar. Right. When you look at, at, at a program with a company, um, and if you could cite anyone you're working with, go ahead. But w when you are working, how do you split? I mean, is it 70-30 in your dollars or rubles, of course? Or do you, I mean, because what, everything I hear is that Yandex is more effective in its search for Russian speakers. There's, it's, it's more powerful engine. It's the go-to source. So how do you advise clients on where to go? Finally, we decided uh, it was more efficient to use affiliation platforms to make uh, search engine advertising than to make that by ourselves. We just manage the brand SEM, but the rest of SEM, uh, we give that to affiliation platforms because finally, we pay only for an order. So we pay uh, for, not for a click, but for an efficient order. So mm -hmm. for us, it's, it's more interesting. We have the tools allowing us to control uh, the duplication of affiliation platforms uh, to control if the 
uh, order was delivered on pay. Mm -hmm. So finally, we pay only for real order. So that's enough for us. We don't have to lose time to make strategy on Yandex, on Google, on both of them uh, for finally pay mm -hmm. very expensive CPU when we can have a fixed CPO without any problem. Mm -hmm. And you were saying before, before we started recording, how in Russia, 98% of all e-commerce e is you order online, but you have to pay 15 days later in cash. This is the main difficulty because you can't use the usual business intelligence in Russia. I'm speaking about Google Analytics, Omniture. Uh, this business intelligence gives you information about your online orders, your gross orders. Usually in developed countries, you've got 89% of your orders delivered on paid, concretely, you have only 2% of return. In Russia, the problem is all your orders are paid offline two days or sometimes one month after, if you are mm -hmm. talking about Siberia. Uh, so you have to take back this information in your business intelligence to understand that one traffic sources send you 100 orders, but finally only 30% of these orders were paid. So there are 70% of fake orders. And you have to manage this problem one month after. Wow. Well, this, this makes a mockery of, of abandonment rate statistics. I mean, if we talk, uh, you know, for the rest of the world that I know, with the, the general number that we might use is, let's say, 60, between 60 and 70 percent abandonment rates, 67 percent, according to Baymard. What, uh, is, there, is there an equivalent statistic in Russia? Uh, for the, the websites of uh, shoes, uh, the Abandon, uh, the return rate is around 70% wow. of the orders. Uh, usually for a fashion website, depending on the offers, it, it's between 15 and 30%. Because it's easy, it's a shop coming to you. Mm -hmm. uh, my example, when I'm ordering shoes, I'm ordering three sizes. Right. They are coming, I'm choosing only one, I pay all in one, so two others are uh, going back. And those are free returns? Yes, free returns. So mm -hmm. that's fantastic for the clients. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason it will not change uh, in the future, because for the client, it's perfect. And if you change the system, all the clients are going to your competitor. All right, I just want to, one last question for Maximilian. We talked about social a little while ago. The Russian market has a very different landscape than uh, most of the rest of the world uh, with, with Vicontact. Um, do, what do you think about Vicontact? And secondly, what do you think of the latest um, change of ownership in Vicontact? I don't have a real opinion about Vicontact here because I'm, I don't use it for my marketing strategy. I consider that it's a website uh, for uh, people between 10 and uh, 25 years old mm -hmm. and they don't buy online. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's only poor traffic. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to see that it helps the Russian audience to grow because it's mostly a social audience in Russia. Mm -hmm. Currently, we have very powerful uh, social media websites as of Kontakt, Naklasniki, Facebook. But on Facebook, the click is very, very expensive. It's one of the most expensive in the world. So you can't have any efficiency with Facebook and you don't have any efficiency with Kontakt. The click is not expensive, but you don't mm -hmm. have any the sale. So you have to use retargeting platform as Criteo, as uh, AdRoll, who are using Facebook in another way mm -hmm. to get some efficiency. That's cool. And the, any uh, comment or opinion about the change of ownership? 
No. Right. I, I saw the news, but uh, I don't have any comment. We'll find out. So, Maximin and Guillaume, uh, tell us, uh, maybe Guillaume, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Should someone want to use your services in Russia? Yeah, of course. So, you will find any information about us on www.historagency.ru. Uh, so the website is in French, in English, and very short time in Russian for the Russian speaker. Find a way to be in contact. You will even find a map to come to the office. Excellent. Well, I think I could have used that myself. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Well, thanks very much for Maximilian. Thanks very much for being on the show, Maximilian and Guillaume. I look forward to following you guys one from here on in. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Internet Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please rate it in iTunes, and don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or to tweet it out. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset, or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.